Perhaps the most controversial topic of discussion in our day revolves around truth. Opinions often blur the lines of an objective truth. Streaming platforms, social media, and other public forums allow individuals to project their truths upon the masses like never before. In the midst of woke, cancel culture, religious freedoms, political liberties, and social injustice, we attempt to search for and reveal the truth. This is Truth Revival. And we're back, ladies and gentlemen. we got another episode of Truth Revival coming up. We're at Season 3, Episode number 9. We're excited to be in the studio today. we got Mr. Nationwide, Paul Chapman. Paul, how are you, buddy? Living the dream. Living it, the dream. It seems like I just saw you. A couple days ago? Yeah. Did I leave a coffee cup in here? It depends. Uh, what kind of coffee It was cup? a Yeti. A Yeti one? As a matter of fact, that was left. And uh, Did you take it home? I took it home. Well, I mean, I cleaned it up. and It's clean. If you know, I didn't know who it belonged no, to. No, you, you can have it. <laughs> I, just, well, I just realized I left it. We was, we was we was talking about yesterday. I said, did anybody leave a coffee cup here? And yeah. We're trying to find its home and its owner. But uh, Yeah, it was me. Well, I, left it, I left it Saturday. Well, cool. Good thing uh, uh, I know where you live. I, I can return it. Rock and roll. Um <laughs> Because those Yetis are highly sought after. Well, it was you know actually my wife's, you know, saying so I kind of bummed it, right? Yeah, yeah so. <laughs> you definitely need to return that. But uh, also in the studio today, we've got Mr. Nemo Cristal, right? <laughs> yeah, that's what I go by on social media. <laughs> <laughs> Nemo, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. How are you, Roman? Man, it's good to see you. It's so good for you to be back. Uh, we want to thank you for rejoining us today. And uh, Paul actually lined you up so paul if you will just share a little bit about uh why you lined nemo up for today and then we'll get into it well we we tried to get together back in december and that's when i had all my health stuff going on and it just never did work out and these revivals started popping up and i told somebody the day that i heard about it they're like you what do you think you're gonna go i said i i probably won't go i said but i know one man who will and they're like, you really know somebody? He'll go. I said, I promise you, he'll stop what he's doing and he'll go. Well, who? I said, Nemo. I promise you, he'll go. And guess what? He, he texts He texts me. He was going, and I'm like, I knew Praise it, man. God, I man. knew it. And, and uh, we talked about on the podcast the the last one we recorded that releases tomorrow. Uh, that I want to I want to be that guy that people say, hey, he's going to go. <laughs> and, and, and I told the guys that were here. Uh, I said, he's the, he's the one guy that I know that it don't matter. He'll go. He lives for those moments. You're not, and, and this is a testimony to you. You're not bound by the system. You're not bound by what man says we got to do. You're free, man. And yeah. that's commendable. You're free to be led by the spirit and to go and come as he says. He is your, uh, what do they call that on the ship? The, is it the udder? Rudder. The rudder. The udder. That's a cow. That's a, that's the, a cow. That's the cow. The, the rudder. He's your rudder, man. And you just go where he says. And I, dude, I love it, man. Praise God. Amen. Not many people can say that. <laughs> well, I try to. <laughs> it's funny that you say that because I was just actually texting a friend last night. He just, just out of the blue, I hadn't talked to him in a, in a month or so. And he sends me a text. He goes, Asbury, question mark. And and I said, I replied back to him. I said, "Oh, it's it's just for kids. It's not for us old people." <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. So, so you went, um, you went to Lee too, though, right? I did. You went to Lee first. Yeah. So, just, uh, I mean, 
that that's the big thing going right now. I saw a video yesterday of people that couldn't get into the chapel at Asbury. They were literally on their face in the lawn, repenting yeah. wow. in the lawn. And it was so packed and, and it was unreal. Um, so give us your take on, uh, I know you texted me this morning and I really agreed with what you're saying. Give us your take on, on Lee and on Asbury and what you feel like the Lord's doing, because you've seen it firsthand. You were there. Me and Roman are just watching, uh, uh, social media and reading updates, you actually yeah. walked into the fire, you know, and into the Chicana <laughs> glory. So, yeah. So, so tell us what's going on there. Yeah. Well, I'll just kind of share it as it happened. It's funny. I, I don't talk a whole lot about revival. I mean, I talk about things that are pertaining to God stirring us, right. but I don't use that term all the time because it gets thrown around a whole lot and it means so many different things. Some people think, well, that's the end of the end of the world is a revival. And I don't disagree with that, but I just, I don't use that term a whole lot. Yeah. But my wife, she went to a prayer meeting and at that prayer meeting, they were doing these little prayer boards where they're putting pictures of their family and putting different stuff on it. And she put a little quote beside me from a sticker that she found that said, my desire is for revival in your kingdom. And, and I just thought it was kind of interesting that she put that on there. And that was the Monday before Asbury started. Oh, wow. And then on Friday, I still hadn't heard about it. I didn't hear about it until the week over the weekend. And on Thursday, I was, or Friday, I was playing uh, a song, Jesus Culture song, the My Soul Longs for You. And I was like, man, this is, this is a song that is desiring God, but it doesn't have a whole lot of lyrics. And so I, I, was, I thought I'll just grab up the Bible and I'll read some Psalms and see what comes to me. And I, I felt to open that thing up and find the center page, which usually falls in Psalms somewhere. And that page was, was 764 in that Bible. And the very first line on the page was, Revive me, O Lord. And so I just started singing and 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 worshiping the Lord. And it was the song, I wrote a song about revival and with that, that in mind. And so I didn't even know that this was happening at the time. Right. And um, when I found out about Asbury, I began to just uh, pray and just, and actually, I think I texted you that yeah. that Monday or something about it. And then that on Tuesday night, I heard that they had started something up on Lee. And I was working in Cleveland the next morning. And so I, when I was driving around Cleveland, I was, I called somebody I knew who had been there the night before and they said, yeah, it's, it's going on. And so as soon as I got done with work, I just went over there and I spent about <laughs> three and a half hours. And, um, when I, I walked up to the chapel over there, I didn't, they, I didn't even realize anything was happening because the students are all on campus for the most part. So there's not cars and the the students come and go through different doors, not the main door necessarily. Right. And so I kind of walked up there and walked in. And I just I just walked all the way to the front and sat down with all the students in the the choir section. I didn't know where else to go, and <laughs> and I sat down and and I you know it, it was real um, peaceful, very quiet. There were a few people praying. Somebody started singing a song. A few minutes later, somebody stood up and read um, something out of Isaiah, and just just a lot of prayer. But I just sat there and started praying, and immediately I was just overwhelmed, and I started weeping. And I mean, that's not necessarily uncommon for me. I'll get overwhelmed at different times and I, I try to surrender to that. I just, I love it when that happens, but God immediately just began to speak. And what I, what I heard from him was how much he's in love with this generation. Mm. This generation has been kind of the laughing stock for a lot of good reasons. I mean, there a lot of foolish things are going on and, and believing all kinds of who knows what, but God just kind of put it on my heart that I'm in love with them. 
I love them. No different than any other generation, any other time in history. I've I've called my people out because I love them and I desire them. And just because they're part of a system and a time period when there's all things messed up, doesn't mean that his love isn't just as dynamically. Um, I remember when he pulled me out. I remember you guys know when he pulled you out. Yeah. And so I was just overwhelmed with this. And so I just I just sat there and prayed and then spent several hours. Um, just watching students come in there. There was this one young girl who was um, just, she was, um, you probably, maybe even, I've seen that number of pictures on social media. She was in a wheelchair and she was just glorifying God to the top of her lungs, worshiping the Lord. And just, just seeing that, seeing the hunger and desire. And I believe that that's that kind of, as I go the next day, I drove up to Asbury and, um, I was praying about it. wasn't sure. I had a friend who who called me up and said, "said Hey, I've got stuff in the car. I'm ready to go." And so, so we just we just hopped in the car, took my two boys, and we drove up there. And again, similar type of thing when I first got there. Just that sense of God's love. Yeah. And that was that was just key to me seeing that. But the desire for Him, the hunger, because it's not you know. And I'm not against smoke machines. I'm not against drums. I'm not against all the different stuff that goes on in different moments. All of it can be very, very used and dynamically powerful for God's purposes. But as we all know, that's not what it's about. It's about His Spirit, really is. Right. And that's what the simplicity of, of both being at Lee and being up in at Asbury is just, hey, let's just present ourselves. Let's just be there for whatever God. And I think everybody coming from visiting and all the older generation, whoever's showing up, they're coming from who knows where. Yeah. But the one thing that I saw that I felt was in common is that God was speaking to everybody what they needed. Yeah. Not necessarily the same thing, not necessarily all the same thing happening, like, you know, somebody getting saved or delivered, but it was just, it was what you needed at that moment. Yeah. And I, I really felt that that presence because I would see people and, and <laughs> talking about lines. We got there and it was dumping rain. Thursday where it was it was gully washing rains all the way up to Kentucky. And we got through there driving through the mountains. I didn't know if we were going to make it because there was parts of the road that were covered. There was everything was flooding. And we get to the campus and it rained all day long until about maybe six o'clock that night it stopped raining and we went to one of the overflow chapels that they had because it was just dumping rain. We, and there was no umbrellas that were all bought up by the time we showed up. <laughs> and so we're, we, we spent some time in that, which was good. It gave us a kind of a view of, of a lot of different aspects of it. And, um, but we stood in line for maybe an hour and a half, but that was nothing. Um, my wife actually, she didn't, wasn't able to go up on Thursday. So she got a friend that, and drove up on Saturday morning. They drove up on Saturday morning and got back at five o'clock in the morning Sunday. Oh wow! And so they they had a quick turnaround. They stood in line for over nine hours. The those two women oh, and two boys, nine and ten nine years old. Hours, <laughs> nine hours. And but but it was to them. It was the whole part of it was just the joy, of the presence of the Lord. And that's one thing I will say. I've been in different circumstances. You know, you go to UT football games with a whole lot more people than actually is is there. You right, know, one hundred fifteen thousand yeah. people, something like that. Everybody I saw had a smile on their face. Mm-hmm. They were courteous, kind, um, just a sweet spirit everywhere. Yeah. And that that's rare, even at a, a gospel event. <laughs> oh, yeah. Most people are kind of hurrying to get to their seat. They you know, want their ticket or whatever it is that they've got, which, you know, 
that's that kind of is one thing that sets us apart. Somebody asked me, said, so well, I heard that they're passing out like flyers about a Hindu meditation or something there. And I was like, man, I said, this thing has no nothing. It's basically a piano, a guitar, and a microphone. Yeah, and they're just Organic. trying to make they're just trying to make sure there's enough toilet paper in the bathrooms to meet people's <laughs> needs. They're not they're not doing anything else to yeah. try to <laughs> make something happen. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> but as I got there, just the idea of revival, you know, like I said, has so many different perspectives. And my my desire was, you know, we're talking about going to different places, and I want to be there. I, I use the term "moth to a flame," and I love that that story of the way the Bible tells that of being drawn like a moth to a flame because the moth dies. That's what we, we forget about that. The moth yeah. it, it doesn't think. It doesn't plan, oh, I like pretty flames, I'm going to go towards it. It has an instinct that God created in it. Yeah. And when that flame is burning, it goes to it. To the light. And it singes its wings and it falls down and it dies. Yeah. That's what being a, uh, drawn like a moth to a flame, that's what I want my heart for anything God is doing really to, good. Be, wow. to just go. Because without thought, it's the instinct imprinted by, on, by when I'm created in a new creation in God that I'm just imprinted with this instinct. I'm not like, I'm going to analyze it, I'm going to figure it out, I'm going to judge it, and I'm just going to go towards God anytime, anywhere. Hallelujah. And, um, but I don't want to be, at the same time, a revival chaser, like a storm chaser, you know, <laughs> going, you know going, chaser. <laughs> yeah, you, you know, you know, that's not very useful to the kingdom of God, and and probably I'm going to get in the way uh, more often than not if I'm doing that. I want to be like you know, you see the spirit of God and you go where God pulls you. Yeah, yeah, you're left for that, and that, that's it's so awesome to be in tune with God that way, and and it's just like the the podcast here. You know, if the Lord hadn't led us to do it, uh, we wouldn't even be here today, but. By us obeying and being here today, people are getting to hear like about Nemo's experience at Asbury or at Lee that can't go. They're getting to hear firsthand, you know, God's given us that opportunity to have someone here that's firsthand being there and being in there where there was peace and people were happy and people were smiling. The attributes of God were coming to forth, love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, kindness, all those things that who he is are coming to fruition in that, you know, and yes. and he's telling his people, say, I am reviving you. What does Psalms 19, 7 say? The law of the Lord is perfect, reviving the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. Listen, he is reviving his people. I, I saw a video today, guys, uh, with this preacher that said 48 years ago, Roman, that the Lord gave him a vision of the end time harvest and that some dude stood up in a service and, and gave a word over the weekend that this Ashbury thing was the beginning of the end time harvest. Whether it is or whether it isn't, whether it's the last harvest or whether it's four harvests before the last, whatever it is. God's getting his glory. God's going to bring the people in that he wants to spread his love and to spread who he is. And I just thank God that we have the opportunity to be here and to witness it and to know that he's still moving. Yes. He's still speaking. Yes. People are still hearing him call them. And that's that's the amazing part of it to me. Like You think about our where we live in Teleco Plains. When was the, uh, the Church of God revival in Cocoa Creek? When did that thing start? Was it 1800 something? I'm not entirely sure on but, that. Paul. But there's a plaque up in Coca Creek. Yes. I've actually been there. Me too. Uh, to, and that's where the Church of God, the revival started oh, in yeah. Coca Creek. And you think about it, like back in the 80s, uh, it's where the Wren Cottage is downtown now. That used to be called the Lighthouse. There was a massive revival here in the 80s. Um, 
Pope Myers and all those guys, when I think when Mickey Payne got saved, that's when that revival came through. Well, you look at it again. Nehemiah and I came out of the one in the late 90s when the, the Lord just dumped here in Teleco Plains and, and all these drug addicts were getting redeemed and, and yeah. saved. And we would go to these meetings downtown at WWJD and we would just get together and wait and see what God would do. Yes. We would just, like, like at Asbury, we just come together and wait to see what God's going to do. And it would be unreal what would happen. I remember one night, Roman, this is no joke. <laughs> this dude pulled up in a semi-truck at the Maurice parking lot. And he walked over to the WWJD, and he met my dad. My dad opened the door for him. And the guy said, I don't know what to say. I don't know how to even explain it. I was coming down the interstate, taking a run south, and the Mm. Lord told me to come here. Mm. He even told me, exit 60, go to Teleco (laughs) Plains downtown, and I will show you where to go. And the dude came in and got delivered. The Lord dealt with him. (laughs) And there were people that drove every Saturday from Elizabeth in Tennessee, Kirby Dice and them guys, they would come just to be fed, just to fellowship. Because from when, Hickson, from yeah, from Georgia, from just... everywhere. <laughs> and when God's moving like that, the people that are hungry and the people that He wants there, He woos and draws you into His presence, so you can be strengthened for the task at hand. Paul, that's one thing that I long for. First uh, Corinthians um, one twenty nine so that no flesh would be able to glory in his presence, just so that people could say, how is this happening? It's just God, man. What's happening? It, it's God. Why is this happening? It's just yeah. God. You know, how do you explain this this phenomenon? Like, you know, Nemo, when I saw, wh- what stood out to me the most about these revivals is like it's not ending. Like what my experience around here has been with revival is, you know, you schedule it. Right. There's a time frame, and like you know, I mean, the the latest I've been in a church service was ten o'clock. You know, <laughs> I mean, and that was like that. My flesh, the spirit was willing, but the flesh was weak. You know, if you know <laughs> yeah, what I'm saying. I understand. Because it's time you know, for those chili cheese pups down at Crystal. <laughs> but but you know, like in in the yeah. back of my mind, I'm thinking, well, we got work tomorrow, and I got to get the kids in bed. Yes. And you know, stuff. You know, you just have you know like. I hate to say it this way, but just, you know, worldly obligations, just things that you got to do. And, uh, it's been good, but you don't want to overdo it, you know? Um, but this, these revivals have not been stopping. No, yeah, no. Praise God. You know, it's just like, um, and, and this is, this is something that, uh, God has been putting on my, putting inside of me that there's been someone there to tend to the flame. Yeah. Somebody there to tend to the fire, right? To keep the fire going, to keep the fire stoked. Stoking that thing. Yes, hallelujah! Just yeah. t- tending to the flame of revival. That has has been what has impressed me, and I think, wow, there must be something here. There must be something genuine to it. Uh, and then I see these pictures of people sitting out in the rain. <laughs> yeah, for hours, nine hours. Right, man. hallelujah! Would, would you stand out in the rain to be in God's presence? In the last podcast, we heard about how that one guy testified, and he said, it's as if God's presence has manifested here in this spot. Why would we not drive six yeah. hours to yeah. be in his presence, exactly. you know? If you had to wait nine hours, yeah, you know, I mean, think about these guys in Scripture. Their friend was paralyzed. 
and they heard that Jesus was in town. They found, and they couldn't get to Jesus, so they just ripped a roof off. <laughs> yep. They found a way to get their friend to the Lord. Guys, I'm telling you, I would love to experience that in my day. Not yeah. that not anything that I could plan or justify, but just God is moving. Yeah. If you want to meet with the Lord, come. If you want to meet with the Lord, this is where it's happening. Yeah. You know, yeah. and 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 not try to. They didn't advertise this. No, they didn't fabricate it. And the, no. and when Fox News said, "Hey, we'd like to come and do a story," you know what they said? No, no. We we're not we're wanting good. to publicize yeah. or profiteer from this. Yeah. You know, and. uh that is these things. It, it shows the sincerity of it, yeah. the hunger for it. I don't want any of the frou frou stuff of the world. Just God, yep. just His presence, yeah. and and that's what I've I really witnessed and I saw in so many people's uh, in their in their behavior, but also just just the the way God was moving is that sincere desire. The Bible says, those who hunger and thirst after righteousness shall be filled. And if we are really hungry, God's promised he's going to fill us. Mm -hmm. And that, that desire to simply, you know, (laughs) this generation, especially they've grown up with a phone in their hand, with um, access to the cumulative knowledge of all of humanity right at their fingertips at all times. And they have, you know, Okay, entertain me. You know, th- three th- seconds later, I'm bored. I'm flipping the. You know, I'm, I'm like that too to some extent. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and but they are saying, "Hey, I'm not going to go watch my Netflix show. I'm going to stay here for hours on end because the one thing that I truly want is God." And they're getting God. And I don't know how it's going to look in their life. I don't really care, honestly, yeah. on that level. I, I mean, I do. <laughs> you know, from at the right time. Right now, it's like I said, it's like a baby being born. You're not worried about how they're going to date when they're teenagers or, or what college is going to be like when they're being born. Right. All you're worried about is getting that baby safe and warm, wrapping it up dry and warm and keeping it. Well, yeah, exactly. That's all you're worried about. Yep. <laughs> mm-hmm. You, you said uh, something today in your text that you feel like the revival kind of shifted and really started when Roe versus Wade was overturned. Yes. I, and I, I felt a shift like that in the spirit myself when that happened. And, but you all, but what I, I love the most about what you sent me today was you said you've been experiencing this for the last year or so, uh, like a- after a meeting when mm-hmm. you're just lingering, yep. people are just kind of hanging out and it just happens. And, and I, and I want you to expand on that, but, um, Saturday after the podcast, Romans like, Hey, you guys want to go in here and pray? And instantly in my flesh, I'm like, man, we've had a great podcast, but I kind of need to go it, It's what I was thinking. And this is, and Across the board, people think, well, I kind of need to go. I want to pray. I'll pray for a few <laughs> minutes, and then we'll go, and it'll be fine. But listen, I want to I want to say this. I, we walked in there to pray, and and my first minute or so or whatever was just me getting out of the way. You know, hey, I need to go. And I'm sure some of the – because I know these other guys had to work too. But, Nehemiah, we, we dug in. We dug in. Pressed yes. in. Yeah. We pressed in, man. And I don't know if it was 15, 20. I don't know how long. Yeah, it, because at that point, you don't know anymore. I don't know. But I was <laughs> sobbing, squalling, altar covered with tears because I was lost my stuff, snot crying. <laughs> I look over in the floor. Roman is laying flat of his face <laughs> yes. like he had a hold of the horns of the altar. You know? And then these other guys are just... 
we're lost. And I don't know how long it took. But in that prayer time, Roman, the Lord visited us. The Lord visited us in that prayer time. I I left out of here like, whoo, let's go. (laughs) But, I mean, tell us about some of the experiences you've had in the last year or so, like him showing up after a meeting when you guys are hanging out or or just how he's – what God's kind of doing, he's being really intimate in this season, I feel like. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'll start with, you mentioned Roe v. Wade. I, I definitely felt just a beautiful empowerment of just how powerful that was. You know, it was really easy to just pass over. You know, it's news. It's, well, okay, it's this or that. There's problems still. We're still in the middle of a battle, you know, different things going on. But that was huge. Um, you know, from pagan religion standpoint, they sacrificed their children in in the Bible to these pagan deities, yeah. and they, that was the worship. It was demonic. It was intended to feed demonic powers that that then um, are used by Satan to cause you know falling away, destroy the people of God. That yeah. that was what was happening in Israel, and um, so that's what you know on in our nation we've been feeding that. And we we're seeing the the that demon being fed right. and just destroying families, destroying life. You know that's what Satan wants to do: kill, steal, and destroy. We know that. But when that was overturned, I actually just put that together this week that I really felt that. And then about maybe just a few weeks after that, God really put on my heart that there's a, there's an open opportunity. We're gonna take a quick break. We'll be right back. came to me and and I just I just wanted to step into that. I just wanted to take advantage of that. I didn't know what that meant. I kind of thought it meant for you know for, like for a few weeks going into um, in the fall we get together and have week long camping and and worship and stuff during the feast of tabernacles in the fall. And I thought, well maybe it's leading up to that. And that's but it didn't stop there. And so but some of these times I'll just describe it because yeah, sometimes it was meetings. One night it was after a long weekend of doing a bunch of different things cuz that's I'm still a kid on Friday night, man. I'm just gone <laughs> doing who knows what. I, I always said I won't go to bed before one o'clock on a Friday night. Period. It's just I'm not going to do it. <laughs> and so um, even if I'm just sitting there watching TV, and I, no, usually I'm in bed at nine o'clock if I'm watching TV. <laughs> but the the spirit of God was just moving. It was a Sunday night, and. I could share. I'll share several testimonies real fast. This one was just absolutely amazing. Me and and two other friends, and they were thinking about going home. We'd gone and done something after church, and they'd come over, and we were just sitting there. And it's about I don't know seven o'clock in the evening, and we were ready to to just. I mean, we were tired, and one of the guys says, "Hey, why don't we pray?" Kind of like what you just yeah. just shared, and I immediately felt like, "Yeah, that's that is what we're supposed to do." And so as he's talking and kind of trying to. In, in, convince us that we're supposed to pray. He didn't realize I was actually on my phone making a playlist. And when he got done with what he saying, I hit play and, and turned on some, some soaking worship music and stuff. And, and we just started praying and yeah, the Lord met us and it was just the three of us. Yeah. Well, my wife had been um, upstairs and she had sent my stepson to the shower to take a, to um, get ready for bed. And <laughs> this is so funny because my boys were downstairs. They heard what was going on. They came upstairs and joined. 
Yeah. My daughter, she has to get up at at four thirty in the morning. To, she she works at Starbucks and she's an opening shift at Starbucks, and so she's in bed ready to crash. And you know how eighteen year old kids are that you know. Yeah. They, they want to be asleep and they right. don't want to be up. Well, I figured she might get irritated because the music kept, we kept turn, cranking it up louder and louder. <laughs> and after a little while, she comes out of her room and she walks out there. And instead of being cranky, she starts dancing. She starts mm-hmm. worshiping God. And we worshiped until we couldn't stand up. And then we'd, we'd get up you know, five minutes later and dance again until 2.30 in the morning. Of just just worshiping with the Lord following us, and but or before that, it didn't take that long for him to take a shower. My stepson walks out after getting the shower because nothing was happening when he went in there. He comes out and he goes, he said, "Mom, looks like a Jesus tornado came through here." <laughs> I don't know where he got that term, but I thought that was amp- I mean, that was the perfect explanation. <laughs> Jesus tornado, <laughs> and so that you know that that was one event, just just you know a small group, and that, and that's what it's happened again and again with different small groups, sometimes bigger though. But we, one time it was a birthday party. A friend of ours had come up and rented a, a Airbnb, and they wanted to have friends over for, for a birthday party. And so we, we did that, and I don't know, it was probably 40-something people there for the birthday party. And about the time everybody started leaving, we started just had a couple of guitars. We grabbed them, started singing, and we went till 4.30 in the morning of just worshiping, you know, words of knowledge, the Lord speaking to different people. And one of, one of the guys there, he he just gave an, he just gave his life to the Lord, I don't know how long ago, but he's still struggling with with some different things in his life. He said he said <laughs> he said, "Man, he said this is just like some of the trances that I've seen on drugs." He said, mm. "Except for you guys are all sober." and you know those type of things have just been happening again and again and just just a few weeks ago we had um about 20 something people over at our house and we were worshiping and i I remember starting out we'd eaten dinner together just kind of fellowshipping and i said you know god really put something on my heart that going into the presence of the lord should be one of the most comfortable and easy things for a believer to do. Okay. Most of the time, we're sitting there, you know, we're trying to figure it out. And we're like, yeah. okay, concentrate. Okay, Lord, I'm, I'm here for you, and 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 it's and it's trying to get the sense of. It. And there's nothing wrong with that. That's just because we're blinded. We don't see the spirit all the right. time, mm-hmm. and so we're trying to do. It. But I said it should be the most easy thing to do. And when I said that, uh, I started a song right after that, and I, I didn't carry it. Man, I played like two chords, and the, the guy next to me starts shouting out the song, and I just let it just let it happen. We we ended up in this just worship, praying for different people, and spontaneous worship for the next three hours. One guy went over on the piano after a little while and just started playing and singing, um, and and just we got to this one part though. I don't know if you know the song. Um, we have come by um, United Pursuit. Yeah, and we were just kind of singing parts of songs. We weren't because we didn't even know what we were doing. We we're just <laughs> just singing whatever came to our minds. Well, we got to this this one part, and that song it says, "I, I want to." It's actually spontaneous, I believe, on the recording because you can barely hear it. He's kind of in the background singing. He says, "He says I want to follow you with all my heart and worship you, God," and he's just kind of singing that in the background. And we started singing that, and like you said, don't know how long it. It didn't seem like it was five minutes, but it could have been two hours of just just singing that cry. Yeah, um, I, I, you know, just I want to follow you. You know, that's that's all there is, and that's what mm-hmm. these revivals. That's what I'm seeing. And when I was praying about it, that going up to Asbury, that is the first thing God said to me on Wednesday, even before I went over to Lee. Um, he said, "He said what you've been seeing is the same thing," and so. 
I really do believe, and this goes back to a little bit of history, um, you were talking about revivals, Paul. You were talking about the moves of God here in Teleco Plains, and yeah. and we've seen those. I remember the the one at the lighthouse. I was I was like three years old. I remember Israel Byers feeding me mouthfuls of of <laughs> powdered coffee uh, um, creamer. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I remember that being a little kid yeah. in in that environment. So I, I remember that happening. And then in the late nineties, what happened with WWJD? Those those things I've seen that we've witnessed that, yeah. but that goes before our story too. You know, my dad came to the Lord through the Jesus movement, yeah. and we're just this week actually they're releasing the movie Jesus Revolution. Yep. I'm looking forward to that wow. because it tells the story of what was happening in California during that time. That that was you know God just kind of busted out all over the country during yep. that time, and it's releasing this week. Yeah, <laughs> so we're that, products of the, yeah. that. I we mean, are really, we're, yeah. we're products yeah. of that. And yeah. I wouldn't. My family, my parents came together because of that. Right. And um, that my dad came to Tennessee because of that. He yeah. was from from Oklahoma. He would have not been in Tennessee if it wasn't for that. Yeah. Those those moves of God are, are really powerful. But one of the things that happened is right in the middle of the Jesus movement, Roe v. Wade happened. And the church didn't understand it. They weren't prepared, um, didn't have discernment, if you will, to understand how big of a deal this was. And I'm not even going to try to judge or condemn where anybody was, but it was just, it was a powerful spiritual moment in our country. Yeah. And those type of things have a, have a way of, Kind of influencing the hearts and minds of mm-hmm. and uh, and the 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 environment that God is moving in. Yeah, and so that attack came in, and you know that's what He wants to do. He wants to attack, throw a blanket over top yeah. of a flame, and that's what kind of happened. And th- so throughout the seventies, as abortion rose, the move of the of the Spirit of God kind of petered out. Yeah, mm-hmm. it divided. Yeah, it, it caused a division, and that's what He comes to do. Still kill, destroying to divide. He's a divide. And so when when it was overturned fifty years later, <laughs> that's what I was I was seeing that I put that together that the timing was right there. I really believe wow. that what he was doing back then in the seventies, the move that brought us here, is a reopening of that window mm. of that move that went across the country. That's what oh, I'm yeah. feeling in my spirit. Like yeah. I said, I don't claim to be a prophet. I don't claim to know all this stuff, but that's what I'm feeling yeah. is the move of God like that. Hallelujah. I'm hungry for it. You know, guys, I don't care when, I don't care how, but I just would love to see God just pour out his spirit so that uh, may, no no flesh could glory in his presence. Uh, now I will say this, Nemo, um, in a lot of the Reformed Christian circles, and especially Baptist circles, you know, there are skeptics about this revival. Right. And they'll say, well, this is not a real, true, authentic revival because there's not a lot of preaching of the gospel. Um, how would you respond to that? What would you say? Well, the, the first thing I would say is there is. I've been hearing testimonies of the people of what, you know, what they're, they're saying. It's just not being preached in more, kind of a traditional way. I actually just read um, John Wesley was kicked out of the English church for preaching outside. He lost his his you know place in the because he preached outside, not in a church building. <laughs> um, um, not too I don't know how long it was afterward, but in the Wesleyan church, they actually kicked some other people out for preaching outside as well from their own church group. You know, so the same organization years later did that, and that was the um, uh, uh, the Boons, I believe it was. That started. Uh, I'm, try- I'm losing track of what it was. The that was the, um, <laughs> the army. Uh, what is the army? Not the United States Army. Salvation, Salvation, Salvation Army. Army. Yes. Salvation Army. Yeah. yeah. That that's what started from that. And so we have a we have a tendency to 
look at something that is different. But the gospel is being preached. You can hear it in the testimonies of each people, the, the people like, God spoke this to me, and they're sharing their testimony, and it's the gospel being preached. Mm. And there is. There's, there's actually quite a bit of scripture that that is being read by different students, different things. And so the word of God is coming forth. It's yeah. just not necessarily the way we organize it. Yeah. The way man expects, yeah. you know. And see, that's the thing. Man puts limits on God. Yeah. And, and like you shared earlier, there's going to be a generation of kids and families that said, we came to faith in Christ because of this movement, because of this. But anytime that there's always good, you know, there's always going to be somebody there to skeptics or somebody there to question yeah. its authenticity. And it's really hard, you know, to, to, to say like, and, and and we like to put labels on things. This is going to be the greatest thing ever. This is the most amazing thing. Ever. <laughs> Time is the great revealer of all things. That's true. Whether this is a genuine, authentic movement of God, like we've yet to see that. Whenever the revival broke out at Lee, uh, Nemo. I, I mean, in my in my spirit, right off the bat, first thing I it was like, they're just copying Asbury, <laughs> right. you know, these kids. And but I had to rebuke that spirit because yeah. it was like the spark of whatever happened up there has, has spread to this place, Yeah, you know? And if, if the spark of revival spreads and moves, I don't care what it looks like. I yes. don't care how it looks, but Lord send it my way. Yeah. You know, God, I'm, I'm a hunger for revival. And, 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 you know, like I want to stand from a distance and fan that flame and pray for those guys. And because if God pours out his spirit upon all flesh, you know, that's, that's the goal, right? Yeah. Uh, and and here's the thing I've, I said this yesterday in, in church. I was like, it just, it feels like we've been losing for so long. Yeah. Mm. I hate to say it that way because I know we're more than conquerors in Christ, but let's be real. It feels like we've been losing in the church for so long, but the Bible says where evil abounds, grace does much more abound. Yep. And I'm praying for God's presence to abound much more in this generation, in this time. I've been reading Isaiah. You know, he put on the garment of praise mm -hmm. for the spirit of heaviness, that he gives beauty for ashes. I'm praying for God's presence to flow down yep. upon us, you know, like oil. Um, wow, somebody else. It's a, it's a beautiful thing you're talking about, like, you know, we trade that beauty for ashes and and the way he he comes and flows and you need to edit this because I'm like totally lost. So just edit this part, okay? Okay. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Isaiah fifty five, six and seven. It says this seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts. Let him return to the Lord that he may have compassion on him and to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. And here's the thing, you know, to those naysayers who say, well, there's not a lot of preaching or there's not a lot of this. Well, maybe not in the way that you think it should be. But what does Revelation say? It says, we overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. To testify means to proclaim. Mm -hmm. To testify means to preach. Because here's the thing, you're not going to proclaim and preach unless he's moved in you. Yes. You well, know? What it means also to be a witness, Paul, which he said in Acts, he goes, you'll be witnesses of me, you'll testify. It, it doesn't mean to conjure something up or right. to make something up. It just, what have you seen and what have you heard? Yes. Yeah. What have you experienced? Simple. Tell that. Yes, it's yeah. simple. 
It's the simplicity of the gospel. Well, and, and as far as seeing stuff happen, I, I keep getting just things from social media, but also friends of mine. I got a, a text last night. It was about, um, I guess, about 6 o'clock. A friend of mine said, said hey, I'm going to church um, with my parents. He doesn't, he doesn't t- attend their church. But he said, their pastor was up at Asbury this week, and it's a Baptist church down near Dalton. And he said, he said they he feels led to just tonight service just to have an open service let let God do whatever and yeah. let people testify and pray and you know he, so he gets there and announces that and my friend he he said it was nobody knew exactly what to do he didn't even know what to do right he he was just just touched by the spirit of God that he and and my friend he was kind of a little bit worried because he he runs in a little more charismatic circles than his parents do they're more traditional Baptists and so he's a little bit concerned that their pastor going up there might have a little bit of a you know a concern about it but he wasn't he was he was like hey God's moving and enough to where he did this and he doesn't know they don't know what they're going to do but my friend said he he said I was there and he said I was praying about what I should do he said God didn't didn't really move on me to do anything other than I stood up and prayed one time. And he said, but as it went, people started drawing, uh, coming up to the front of the of the the congregation there, and just prayers and and scriptures, and then praying for each other, and some families that had, like a, a daughter that has, uh, you know, just had left the church, and you know, just concern and hardship, and and people started getting real mm-hmm. about their pain, about mm-hmm. what they're struggling with, and and he just kind of stepped into that, and they he was like, who knows where that's going to go. What yeah. you said right there, Nemo, I mean, I've been in church for a long time, and, uh, you know, we've all tried to manufacture things, but it's exactly what you said. When people start getting real. Yeah, that's cool. That's yeah, it. That's true. That's when God starts meeting with people. Mm. When people start getting real, and whenever it's like, okay, God, search me. Search me, oh God. See if there's any wicked way in me. God, I'm going to allow you into the depths of my heart and my spirit. Or people get up and they start confessing. That's yeah. where deliverance begin to takes place, yeah. you know. But but you know, like we all want to, we all want to look a certain way in church. We all want to look like we've all got it together. Yeah, you know, or we don't want to be the one. But but when you get tired of that sin, when you get tired of that brokenness. Let me tell you something, guys. Paul, I said it this past week in in the in the revival. I heard about two men whose wives have left him, that's now up to four. Really? Four in of the, my friends. In less than a week. I mean, wow. but but does that mean that... Ha- no, it's ha- it's been going on for a while right. now. You yeah. know? But like, guys, when do we get to that place of brokenness and we say, God, I just need you. Yeah. yeah. Lord, I'm tired of whatever this world has to offer. And God, I just need you. You know, when we build our lives on the sinking sand of this world, the storms are going to come. The storms are going to come. And I've got friends right now whose their homes have fallen. And God's in this. The presence of the Lord just just came in here. We're hitting home right here. When you get real, (laughs) right? When you start getting real. And uh, my heart is burdened for these guys, you know? And uh, when, when when do we get a burden for our neighbor? When do we get a burden for our friend or when do we know that drug addict, yeah, that guy or that girl that's, and we go to and say, listen, I just want to tell you, man, that God loves you. Instead of condemning them and telling them everything that they did wrong. <laughs> well, you need to do this. You need to, I just want you to know that God loves you mm. and you're so much more than, than your failures. Yeah. And, and just if God impresses it upon you to do something like, 
again, like being led by the spirit, be, be careful now not to like fulfill the desires of the flesh and, and do what you want and go where you want, but be sensitive to the Lord and allow God to move and God to direct you. When God moves and God directs, it'll usually be that place where you start going, uh, well, <laughs> I'm not so sure about that, Lord, because like if, if it's a safe space, you'll usually go, okay, I can do that. Yeah. Yeah. But when God moves you to do something, it's like, uh, <laughs> and you yeah. sh- that's that place where it's like, okay, now you got to really rely on faith. You got to yeah. really trust in the Lord right here and just getting real, just getting real with people. Yeah. Just getting real. That's true. In, in his, in church, man, why can't we just be real? Yeah. Why can't we just be real and say, you know, I don't have it all together. Yeah. Cause we're worried about what everybody else thinks. And we're not even worried about what the <laughs> Lord thinks. You know what I mean? We're worried about what Joe Blow or Sally thinks about us when, when it, all that matters is what the King of Kings thinks about us. Yeah. And I mean, we, what does Jeremiah say? If you will seek me with all your heart, you will find me. Mm-hmm. Yes. If you seek me with all your heart, you'll find me. And that's where the Lord's at right now. He's saying, look, I, I've got this window open, Nemo, and I'm here. If you will come, I promise you, I will set you free. I will redeem you. I will heal you. Yep. I will save you. I will be all things that you need. I will do these things for you if you seek me with all your heart. Yes. You will find me. And, man, what what a 401K, what a health insurance <laughs> plan. You can't beat it because here's what I know. So many years, and all of us can say this, there's been times in our lives where we've tried to force feed the gospel, where we tried to force the agenda, where we tried to force a move. We tried to force all these things and make it happen. But at the end of the day, at the end of the day, if we will just, he says, in the secret place, in the stillness, in the quiet place, that's where I am. When we ourselves get to that secret place with him and we're still and we're seeking him and he moves, golly bum, the, the gates of hell won't prevail against it. He says that. He says, seek me, prove me, and watch me. Yep. And God moves where the need is most great. Yes. He always does. We want, you know, I use this, the allegory of him sculpting us. We're like, man, I want to see the face. I want to see it done. And he's sculpting a foot. And we're like, I want to see the face. And he's working on this foot. And we're like, man, this is boring. Yeah. But he's focused on what needs to be focused on. And this generation, I mean, if I know you guys have worked with, with youth and, you've, and you see this stuff and you go in, into schools and Man, kids' lives are wrecked on a level that has never happened before in the history of That's our country, true. and probably on, on a worldwide scale. It's, yeah. There's so much perversion. There's so much destruction. There's abuse. There's all these different kinds of things. People, God has to come in and meet the need, yeah. and so he's going to come in as a healing bomb because mm-hmm. there's so much healing that has to be done, and these, I mean, it breaks my heart to see so the things that you know, you talk to ten-year-old kids, and the things that they've endured, the thing you know, things that they shouldn't even understand, they've had to figure out and and figure out how to live their life, and that's all they know. They think that's what life is because that's what kids do. They grow up and they just you know they, they bounce back so much easier than a lot of things because right. that's all they know. That that's that's their existence. But yet it still has its toll. You know, thirteen-year-old girls to fifteen-year-old girls are committing suicide at the highest rate ever. Uh, you know, and usually girls are the happiest, yeah, you know, yeah. <laughs> and they're committing. It's it's so painful to watch, but that's God's glory. 
his mercy, his healing balm comes in and shows himself, manifests himself in a love and healing way. Yeah, he deals with the problems. But what did he say to the woman caught in adultery? He didn't say, okay, you've sinned. Now, remember this. Don't ever do that again. And you've got this. You know, what, what did our Lord say to her? He said, he said where are your accusers? He yeah. says, then neither do I accuse you. Go and sin no more. Sin no more. He, he met her where her need was. Yeah. She was at the mercy of these men who were going to kill her. And what did the Lord do? He says, I'm not here to do that. He defended her. Yeah. You know, I'm not here to do that. And so he does that. And that doesn't mean he ignores sin. He wasn't ignoring her sin. He just knew that if she understood the compassion and the love and the connection that he gave her right there, that she could go and sin no more. Yeah. He saved her. He saved her in the natural. Not only in the spiritual, but he saved her in the natural. (laughs) Guys, oh, man. No, no, that's good. I mean, if I could share something that, uh, the Lord just impressed on me as I was driving over here. Um, it's about Josiah. Don't know if you guys are familiar with the story of Josiah. It's out of Second Chronicles. Josiah was eight years old whenever he began to to reign in uh, Jerusalem. And he noticed that some of the things that was happening, all the worship of the Baal worship and the idols in the high places and the groves, he knew that it wasn't right. Yeah. And so he started slowly turning all this stuff down. And since he was 18 years into his reign, and they were restoring and repairing the house of the Lord, and they found something. They found the book, Paul, the law of Moses. They found it. And it said that Shaphan took it straight to the king. And when he took it to the king, the king rent his clothes. And he they began to repent and mourn for what had happened in their town, in their city, because they had took their eyes off of the Lord. And you know what? Mm. God began to bless this. God began to bless his people. And look at, look at what it says right here. It says in the second Chronicles chapter 34, verse 26. And as for the King of Judah, who sent you to inquire of the Lord, say this unto him, say, thus saith the Lord, because his heart was tender, and he humbled himself before God. When he heard the words against this place and against the inhabitants thereof, and humbled himself before me, and he rent his clothes and he wept before me, I have heard this. And listen to what he says. Behold, I will gather thee into thy fathers, and you'll be gathered to, the, to thy grave in peace. Neither shall thine eyes see evil that I will bring upon this place and upon this people. And God renewed a covenant with his people yeah. because they repented. That's a beautiful, that's a beautiful scripture right here. Uh, it says, and, and the king stood in his place and made a covenant before the Lord to walk after the Lord and keep his commandments and his testimonies and his statutes with all of his heart, with all of his soul, to perform the words which are written in the book. And he caused all that were present in Jerusalem and Benjamin to stand unto it. That, that everybody would take a covenant before the Lord. And Josiah took away the abominations out of all the country. Guys, there's a lot of abominations that are happening right now in our world. Out of all the, the countries that pertain to the children of Israel and made all that were present in Israel to serve even the Lord their God. And look here. And all of his days, they departed not from following the Lord, the God of their fathers. We're similar in, in, I mean, like I've been, I've been, I've been serving the Lord and I've been in, in the churches have been here, but it, 
man, the church has been silent for too long. Yeah. And like you said, Nemo, man, there's a generation of kids that are hurting. I see it in the school systems. You know, it's tough, guys. It's tough, mm-hmm. but we've got the word of the Lord. It's time for God's people to rise up yeah. and to take that out, not to be condemning people, but it's something like when 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 they read the word, look, they repented. Yeah. yeah. They repented. Mm-hmm. You know, and is it is it because the king told them to? I don't know. Was it God's presence? And you see, that's the thing. When we preach, my prayer is that the Holy Spirit will bear witness with people's hearts that God's Spirit would speak and minister and that God would be the revealer of all things. Mm. Because you see, when God moves, when God stirs, It'll stick. That's good, Ron. When God moves, and that's what, that's what I'm praying for. True. And through this through this revival, man, people are hearing about it. People are curious about it. And man, I just pray that God's presence would move, and that God would use willing men and men and women to share the gospel, to proclaim the good news of Jesus Christ. Amen. Yeah. Somebody else. Well, just just one other thing that I noticed. Um, that I will just commend the the people at Asbury. I don't know who's in charge. When I got there, you're walking around and you see people. They had little lapels on, and you know they were trying to help people get in the door. And they were they were walking around. So, okay, there's two chairs there. They'd run back outside. So okay, two people can come in, and you know just facilitating it. I saw two faculty people up on stage talk the whole time I was there. Everything else was students. Whenever I read uh, Nemo about that, that was a big question. Who's in charge? And everybody would say. No, no one. Yeah, yeah. Like nobody. <laughs> now, now the dean there, he spoke several different times, but he wasn't just like you know. Okay, this has happened. That happened. he he was just there. You could tell his heart was just you know to facilitate it, and he would just kind of. We got some students up here. They're going to come and share their testimony. That's what that's what it felt like. Mm-hmm. And now probably they will probably acknowledge, hey, we didn't do this the best or that the best or we you know. But the truth is. It's messy. Yeah. It, people. It's yeah. man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. But the, uh, <laughs> the revivals messy. and the revivals that have happened in Asbury and Lee and it, the fire spreading, the fire spreading. And, um, and I pray that God's <laughs> presence would spread into his people, into the local church, into our communities, and that it would spill over and our truth revival listeners. You know, if you're, if you're hearing this, you can take this spark into your homes into your church, and and, and you know, guys, everybody wants to, and and this is this is something too that um, I was speaking to a pastor about uh, about revival, and he said um, we need to pray and we need to invite people, and I was like, that's not where revival begins. I said revival begins through brokenness, through prayer and fasting, and I said. As in, and if revival starts in our heart, God will send people. Amen. You know, like I, I don't. You'll think be where you're supposed to be. You'll be where you're supposed to yeah. be. Like I don't think that these folks have been promoting it. Come to revival services and putting out flat. Like, man, it's not about that. It's just God is moving. Yeah. And God is stirring. And if you have a need, that blind man, <laughs> he had heard about Jesus. <laughs> He's being obnoxious, just yelling beside the road. And they said, shut up. <laughs> shut up. And you know, he's like, well, you haven't been blind your whole life. You're, you're good. But I've got to need. And he, he, that, but that much more 
louder. The woman with the issue of blood, she heard Jesus was coming to town. She had a need. She pressed in, Paul. You read these stories about people who, think about the, the, the paralytic when the water was stirred. He said, Lord, I've got nobody to put me in the water. And Jesus said, I didn't ask if you want to go in the water. <laughs> he said, I asked if you want to be made whole. Yes. I mean, like when we get desperate, crying out for a move of God, but, you know, man, let's just pray for God's presence to stir. God, that, that's so good. Like we always think we have to do something. Like we got to get to the water. It's him. No. We got to acknowledge him. We don't. We don't have it's to do it a certain him. way. Well, we we've been talking about that same thing. Well, you know, we talk about moves of God, and I want to see God move. But do I really want God? Yeah. Do I want to see Him move? And yeah, oh yeah, way to go, God. Yay, Jesus. You know, <laughs> I'm a cheerleader for Him. But or do I really want Him? Yeah. Right. Because yeah. that's what it really comes down to. If you really want Him, then you will see the move. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's true. Amen. And and I mean, again, like you see, revival is one of those things that can. It's very simple. But so, and yet revolutionary, Jesus said, if any man will come after me, let him deny himself. Mm. Deny himself. Mm. Pick up the cross. Follow after me. When his disciples were like, Lord, why don't we have that kind of power? He said, it only comes through prayer and fasting. Yep. And guys, if, if you can just get yourself out of the way, if, we can ju- if I can just get myself out of the way, you know, and just let God's presence just move my selfishness, my greed, my ambition, yeah, and just my agenda, and just let God move and have His way. Get in that Word, hunger after that Word, hunger for His presence, long for His presence. You know, and who cares if anybody else has revival? <laughs> yes. Who cares it, if yeah. anybody else like you know like yeah just. Lord, just and he said, I don't want revival unless everybody is going to have it. That's what that's, that's, no. that's the mindset, right? I don't want to be Do the I only one. But, I, yeah. but you see, let this mind be in you, which is in Christ Jesus. And if we all have the mind of Christ, and if if we all are hungry and thirsting after right, man, we'll be filled. So, um, yeah, uh, Nemo, I wanted to ask you when you said something earlier about that song. Mm-hmm. I've got a guitar over here. You know how to play the guitar? <laughs> yeah, got some experience with that. Um, Paul, if if you would just you know give us some closing thoughts right here, yeah, and then we'll let Nemo end us. Would you do that revival song? Could you? I don't know that I could do it. I, I haven't really worked on it since last week because I've been running around so much. Well, I, or play <laughs> or just play a song that's on your heart. Just I'll, any song. I'll be able to. All right. Let me let me go get it for you. Go ahead, Paul. Go ahead and close this out here. I want to leave us with this Hosea six, one through six says, "Come." Let us return to the Lord, for he has torn us, that he may heal us. He has struck us down, and he will bind us up. After two days, he will revive us. Listen to this. After two days, he will revive us. On the third day, he will raise us up. Mm, Wonder what that's talking about. That we may live before him. Let us know. Let us press on to know the Lord. His going out is sure as the dawn. He will come to us as the showers, as the spring rains that water the earth. What shall I do with you, O Ephraim? What shall I do with you, O Judah? Your love is like a morning cloud, like the dew that goes early away. Therefore, I have hewn them by the prophets. I have slain them by the words of my mouth, and my judgment goes forth as the light. Return to the light. Amen.
light a match, let it go, set a blaze uncontrolled. I want your fire, I want your fire. So light a match and let it go, set a blaze uncontrolled. I want your fire. I want your fire So light a match And let it go A set of blaze Uncontrolled I want your fire I want your fire I want your fire I want your fire I want that I want that Yes, I want that fire I want your fire So give me a fresh, fresh fire Give me a fresh, fresh fire Oh, I want what you desire So I'm gonna burn for you Oh, give me that fresh, fresh fire Give me a fresh, fresh fire I want what you desire So I'm gonna burn for you Yes, I'm gonna burn for you Yes, I'm gonna burn, burn for you I'm gonna burn Lord, I ask that you would, that you would burn in us, that you would burn through us, removing everything, everything that stands in the way, everything that's not of you. Lord, I pray for for all these these people traveling <laughs> to Asbury and and the the you know the students and the move that you've begun. And there's so many different. There's I think twenty different universities now. Lord, thank you. I've heard of so many different things. And whether it's copycat, it's just still desire. It's desire to have you. And whether there's ignorance or whether there's true flame, Lord, you know. But we don't. And you said that we're supposed to fan every flame. And so that's what we do. We stand in the gap as interceding, Lord, to stand against the attack that would try to destroy it, that would try to bring it down. Lord, set us ablaze with that.